Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yanyan. Today we're going to take a look at the fall of Lucifer, how he was an elect angel, but became the fallen one, the one that is our great adversary today. But yet, God, knowing that ahead of time, has a great plan for your life. You ready to find out about that plan? Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello to all of you and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. And today we're going to take a look at the fall of Lucifer, how that Satan began. God began the angels, but one of them decided to become the fallen one, and that is Satan himself. And so he did that by trying to overthrow God. We're going to talk about that today. And again, uh, talk about the fact that uh, even though he uh, fell, God knew it was coming. He saw it, already had a plan made. God doesn't make you do things, but he's smart enough to know you're going to do them and has a plan on the other side of it. So that's the way he is for our life. He knows every problem, trial you're going to face from now on and already has a way of escape plan on the other side. It's just up to us to trust him and not so get caught up it all of the hubbub of what's going on. My Lord, look what's happening. It's like all hell's breaking loose around me. Well, it may be, but all heaven's breaking loose around all hell. And God just simply letting you know, no matter how many of the demons may look like is out there, behind them are the angels of God, the, the armies of God, and there's more that be with us than those that be with them. So that's the good news. Well, that's what happens here, is it looks like Satan has control. We look around us and there's so much going on. We just say, oh, Satan is so powerful. And he is, he's powerful. But guess what? God made him and God's more powerful. And God has a plan on the other side of it. And so we're gonna take a look today at how that Lucifer began to and became uh, Satan, the fallen one. And uh, let's go to the word of God together. Hebrews chapter 12, and we're gonna take a look at verse 22. While you're finding that, let me again welcome all those who are here for the first time today. Thanks for being with us. Good to have you with us. And for those of you here for the 10th, 20th, or 50th time, thank you for being with us too. And for those of you that are partners with me, all the way up to those who just really have taken this ministry personally, love it, wanna to contribute to it, wanna be part of it, and know that no matter where this thing goes, they are a part of it. And uh, that means any soul that is saved, you're part of it. That means any person that becomes a disciple, you're part of it. Any that feel a call to the ministry, you become a part of it. Any who want to become a teacher of the word of God because of what's being taught on this telecast, you are the ones that are supporting them. And of course, whatever you do will be found in eternity. I've said it before so many times when you get to heaven, two things God will never tell you. You went to church too much. And number two, you gave too much money into the kingdom of God. He'll never tell you that because the point of it is you can't go to church too much, can't put too much into the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, by doing that, being faithful to give, you are going to have eternal rewards in heaven. Whatever you give down here is temporary. Money is temporary. And even the gospel itself is temporary. It won't last forever, but the results of it will. And there's going to come a time you'll be in heaven and see the results of the finances you gave, meet people you never met because the finances you gave, which was sent around the world, saw people saved, saw disciples created, saw churches built, uh, ministries, which compounded from there because the people got saved, went into the ministry. They got people saved, started churches, and it goes on and on and on. So again, thank you for becoming a partner. And if you would like to join them and become a partner with me, then go to bobbyandian.com. You'll find a place on there that you can become a partner. And I welcome you in advance. Thank you so much for just being 
that person. What we're offering today on the broadcast, at halftime we'll talk about this, but it's angels and demons, and this will give much of what I'm teaching on today, and also taking a look at the ranks and files of demons, and then also of the elect angels. We'll get into that uh, somewhat today at the beginning of this, but again, it goes into much more depth in this, and you can have that at the intermission at break. All right, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22 describes what would happen if you went into heaven right now and looked around. It says in verse 22, you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. You cannot number the number of angels that are there, but even that is two-thirds of the angels that God created. One-third fell when Lucifer fell. Let's talk about the ranks of angels, because like, uh, you know, ministries, there's evangelists, pastors, teachers. In a home, there's fathers and mothers. In any organization, there's leadership, and that's the way that angels are, too. God is the one that created leadership, and he created ranks of angels. Again, Hebrews 12, 22, you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Let's talk about that innumerable company of angels. First of all, let's talk about the ranks of angels. The highest ranking angels in heaven are the cherub, and they surround the holiness of God. In fact, God is described as the Lord that dwells between the cherubim, and the cherubs are on each side of him. Cherubs have two wings, and they stay close to the holiness of God. It's the cherubs that have the wings that touch over the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant where the blood is sprinkled. They are the closest to the holiness of God. And so again, they surround God's holiness. And then next of all, uh, those that fly through heaven, again, cherubs stay around the presence of God, but the seraphs fly throughout heaven. They have six wings, the Bible says, with two, they cover their face, with two, they cover their feet, and with two, they fly. And so they go around heaven, but they cry out continually, holy is the Lord, holiness to the Lord. And this again are the seraphs, the seraphim. Underneath them is the archangel, that's Michael. He's said to be over over the, uh, uh, the hosts of heaven. He's over the armies of heaven. And so this is Michael, the archangel. He's usually alone. And again, sometimes he travels with Gabriel, who's a messenger angel. But again, we have, he's, uh, he stands by himself as the leader over the angels. And that is the host of angels. That is the armies of heaven. Next of all, we have the chief princes. That's those underneath Michael. And they head up with maybe sergeants and majors and all those underneath them that ranks and files of angels. That's what we talk about, okay? When we talk about uh, natural armies in this earth. And then we come to the hosts of angels underneath there. Again, they are under Michael himself. They're under the chief princes, but they mainly stay here on the earth and the hosts of angels do not have wings. Okay, uh, Michael may and the chief princes may, the seraphs definitely do, six of them. The cherubs have two wings, but the host of angels do not and their main ministry is here on earth. They are constantly surrounding us. Very rarely do they leave the presence of the human beings down here that they're sent to watch over unless they're sent to heaven and back to bring something back for them. This is their domain here on the earth. And so these hosts of angels, I call them simply rank and file angels, are around us all the time. The reason why I say this is that angels can take on the appearance of a human being. They can be handled, they can be touched, they can be felt, but as soon as, I mean, as much as quickly as they can take on the appearance and be right here with us, they can disappear. And they have throughout the entire word of God. And when they appear, people often think they are human beings. They're men, they're usually tall, good looking, and uh, they, they appear here and they help people. My wife's cousins, 
uh, live in California. They were in a wreck on the highway many, many, many years ago, Christians, and uh, they got in the, and they got into a wreck. The car was there, and uh, the other car, I think, just sped off after it hit them, but they were on the side of the road, and they got out, and they had a flat tire because of it, so they were back there looking what to, what to do, and suddenly a man just came and said, can I help you? And so he helped with everything, did everything, got quickly, got the tire fixed, everything, and told them they could drive the car and, and go get it fixed, anything else that needed to be done, and they turned around to thank him, he was gone. I mean, just disappeared like that. I have so many stories like that of friends that have told me stories like that, as well as reading stories like that of those who came to help and suddenly disappeared. There was a story of a man that picked up hitchhikers, and of course, they were hitchhiking down the road. He and his wife picked them up, and they were in the back seat, and they said, the men kept saying, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. They said, yes, we know. We're Christians. Jesus is coming soon. And after about five minutes, the man looked in the rearview mirror to talk to them, and they were gone just God, and realize these guys were angels. How often have we heard stories like that about angels that are here and then suddenly gone, but announcing the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, the hosts of angels are mainly here on earth. Then there is the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord is singular. He's uncreated and he's the pre-incarnate Lord Jesus Christ. He appeared many times in the Old Testament and Jesus Christ has taken off many, on many forms in the Old Testament. He came as the cloud by day, the fire by night. He was the burning bush that was there. And he also came as the angel of the Lord. And many times when he came as the angel of the Lord, he came as the leader of the armies of heaven to lead them into battle. And then there's Lucifer. Lucifer was created as the highest ranking of the highest ranking angels. And that is the cherubs. I want to say that again. I pointed out to you that cherubs hang around the holiness of God and they are the closest to God. And Lucifer was just under the Godhead, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Lucifer. Underneath Lucifer were all the angels, but he was called, again, the cherub. In fact, we're going to find out he was called the anointed cherub that covers, which simply means he was the highest ranking of the highest ranking angels, right under the Godhead and right over all of the angels below him. Let's go ahead and take a look at how he fell. Isaiah chapter 14, we're going to take a look at verses 12 through 15. And here we have an explanation of Lucifer's fall. We're going to find out that it came because of pride. Naturally it did, but he's going to have five I wills in here. And he literally left what God called him to do, and that is lead worship. His throne was here on the earth. He was again under the Godhead. He was designed to lift up the Lord, lift up God, lift up Christ, lift up the Holy Spirit, to do that before all. And then finally one day, all of his power, all of his might, all of his glamour got to him and he decided he would overthrow God. And sin was found inside of him. Sin did, was not started in the Garden of Eden. It started inside of Lucifer. Isaiah 14 verse 12 says this, how are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground which weaken the nations. The question is asked in this verse of scripture, verse 12, and then in verse 13, it explains that here's how you fell, for you have said in your heart. Notice this, that sin did not start as an action. It started as a thought in the heart. From the thought came the action. We must understand if we can stop the thought inside of us, it will never come forth as an action. But nothing ever starts as an action, good or bad. It starts as a thought in the heart. And verse 13 says again, you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
I will also sit on the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high, yet you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. The word Lucifer means light bearer. I want you to notice something. Lucifer was a creation of the Lord Jesus Christ, but his job was to bear witness of the light. Jesus Christ is called the light. And because he's called the light, he is the one and he wants his message sent forth. Lucifer was mainly responsible for going and giving the testimony and the glamour and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is called the light bearer. This is what Lucifer means. Notice he's not the morning. He's called the son of the morning offspring of the morning. It's the morning, the Lord Jesus Christ that created him and Jesus Christ created all things. Colossians chapter one and verse 10, Revelation chapter four and verse 11, and Hebrews chapter one and verse seven tells us he created everything, including angels. What was in him that caused him to fall? We'll take that when we come back from the break. See you right after the break. Do angels really exist today? What is their purpose? How do they appear in the earth? What about demons? Where did they come from? Are they fallen angels? And can they actually possess a person? In 15 audio lessons on angels and demons flash drive, Bob Yandian teaches what the Bible has to say in a comprehensive topical study of angels and demons. Lesson series include Angels, God's Messengers, A Study of Angels, the Christian and Demons, and A Study of Demons. MP3 audio files can be played on computers, MP3 players, smartphones, tablets, iPads, and iPhones, as well as car audio systems equipped with a USB port. To order Angels and Demons, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Notice again, the name Lucifer means light bearer. Lucifer is not the light. He's the bearer of the light. He calls himself light. In fact, there's so many organizations today based out calling themselves under Lucifer, Luciferian, all that, but they always arrange themselves and calls themselves light. 
He was the one who bore witness of the light. He's really the author of darkness and most everything he does. And the image he puts out is exactly the opposite of what he is. He creates himself and talks about himself as all wisdom. He has not, he does not have wisdom on his own. All the wisdom he has was learned from God, but he twisted everything that he had. And he was called originally to be the light bearer, to take witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was created by the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he's called son of the morning. And that means the offspring of the morning. Jesus Christ is the morning and he's the one who created Lucifer. But we found out that all things were made by Jesus Christ, whether seen or unseen. And that includes Lucifer himself. So we took up a number of scriptures and talked about them just a little bit. We named them Colossians 1.16, Revelation 4.11, and Hebrews 1.7 tell us that Jesus Christ created everything. Take a look with me at Ezekiel chapter 28. And here we have the reason that he was exalted, the reason that he suddenly decided he could take over God. And it's found in Ezekiel chapter 28. And let's take a look at verses 12 through 16. In Ezekiel 28, 12, it says, Son of man, take up a lamentation on the king of Tyrus and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you seal up the sum, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. God made him to be that way and filled him with wisdom. He learned his wisdom from God and now it suddenly is gonna go to his head. And notice this, perfect in beauty. You have been in Eden, the garden of God. Notice that Eden existed before the time of Adam and Eve. This is where Lucifer ruled from. Every precious stone was your covering. By the time that Adam got there, all this was given to Adam and then of course given to Eve also later on. But every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of your tabrets and of your pipes was prepared in you in the day you were created. Not only did he have the entire wealth of the earth, he also was set over music. And so he's always had a part to do in music, even into the perversion of music that we've had so much lately in the past numbers of years to where he takes and twists it. But again, we find here that he has all the money, all of the wealth of the world that time. And then also God gave to him the uh, the uh, oversight of music. And so praise and worship was under him. It says, all this was prepared in you in the day that you were created. Verse 14, you are the anointed cherub who covers. Notice this. He says, you are the highest ranking one. You are the cherub, but you're the anointed one who covers and covers here is literally an indication of rulership. He was over all angels under him. I have set you so. It's not something you did. I did it for you, God said. And and you were on the holy mountain of God. You have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you. What was the iniquity that was found in him? By the multitude of your merchandise, that is his gold, all the stones that he had by the multitude of your merchandise, they have filled the midst of you with violence. The sin of Lucifer was the love of money. By the multitude of your merchandise, they have filled the midst of you with violence and you have sinned. Therefore, I will cast you as profane out of the mountain of God. 
I will destroy you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. So we have it here in this verse of scripture again, that what his sin was, he had so much possessions, he had so much gold, there's so much power found in money, it went to his head and five I wills came out of his mouth. I will exalt myself. I'll take over the throne of God. I will sit on the sides of the north. He went into all this and God said, no, I'll cast you out of heaven and I'll throw you down into hell. And this is what happens here. Again, this verse of scripture, verse 16, by the multitude of your merchandise, this is all the gold and the silver and all the things was listed back there in those previous verses. They have filled the midst of you with violence and you've sinned. I will cast you as profane out of the mountain of God. I will destroy you. O covering cherub from the midst of the stones of fire. Let's take a review. Let's compare Isaiah and Ezekiel. Satan is a fallen being. God did not create him a fallen being any more than God created Adam and Eve fallen beings. Satan fell of his own will. Adam fell of his own will, Eve fell of her own will, and God through Jesus Christ has brought the world back into what he wanted it to be, and then eventually the entire earth will be brought back into what the Lord wants it to be. So again, Satan is a fallen being. He fell of his own free will. He fell trying not only to be as God, but to be God. It's him, he wasn't just wanting to sit up there next to God. He wanted to overthrow God and take over the throne of God. He fell with many other angels in one third of them fell with him. He was given a choice as well as the angels were. When he fell, there was no way to come back. When the Lord God said to all the angels, you can choose to go with him or choose to stay with me. If you choose to go with him, you can never come back. If you choose to stay with me, you can never later follow after them. So they were given a once for all decision. Once they made that decision, it was over. One third of the angels went with Lucifer, two thirds stayed with God. And so Lucifer and the angels fell never to rise again. There is no redemption for Satan. There is no redemption for fallen angels. He fell because of his wealth, the love of money. Think about this. First Timothy 6.10 says this, that the love of money is the root of all evil. We often talk about that, think, well, that roots inside of us, and it is. But what it was simply saying is the love of money is the original sin, and it's the root that all evil came from. And again, what was inside of Lucifer, there was power attached to money, and the power went to his head, and he made more out of money than it was ever supposed to be. He thought that money could take him and make him more powerful than God. And he didn't realize something at the moment, God created money. God created power, God created authority, but that authority never overrides the creator of it. And the wealth of this world will never override the wealth of heaven. He didn't think about that, but anyway, the love of money is the root of all evil. And that's what happened with Satan. Let's take a look at the next point. Jesus was present at Satan's fall. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20, the disciples, 70 of them returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils, the demons are subject unto us through your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. They're talking about this. We can cast out devils. He said, well, think about this for just a minute. I was there and I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. This is his deity he's talking about. As humanity, he wasn't there, but as deity, he he was. And he says in verse 19, and I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you, but do not rejoice in that the spirits are subject to you, demons, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You have a choice. 
And that choice goes on throughout your entire lifetime. You can say no today and yes tomorrow. You can say no, no, no for years and finally say yes. In fact, you can say no every day of your life until the very last day. And then just before you die, like the thief on the cross, you can say yes. You have such an option that Satan didn't have, such an option the angels did not have. You have the choice to say yes as long as you live on this earth. And he says, don't rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you. They fell and will never rise again, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Jesus was present at Satan's fall. Satan fell like lightning. You know what that means? Lightning is fast. Lightning is bright. Lightning is loud. And all creation could hear and see what went on. When Satan fell like lightning, it happened so rapidly. Boom, it was over. It was bright because every uh, every one of the angels could see it. Next of all, it was loud. Lightning is loud. It's something that caused a crash when it occurred. And all creation could see it here. And Jesus is simply saying, I was there. I saw the whole thing happen. And you know what? He's been a fallen being ever since. So don't rejoice that angels and fallen angels are subject unto you, but rejoice about this, that your name is written in the book of life, which demons cannot have. The demons you're casting out will never be in heaven, but you had the choice to go there. Colossians 2.15 says this, talking about the overthrow of Satan. In Colossians 2.15, having spoiled principalities and powers. This is demon powers. He made a show of them openly. Jesus said it was all over the universe. Everyone saw it. Everyone heard it. All the angels saw it. So he said again there in Colossians 2.15, he spoiled principalities and powers. Then he made a show of them openly triumphing over them, demons in it. We have authority over Satan We have authority over demons. And what this is saying is over serpents and scorpions. Serpents are large demons and scorpions are small demons. So whether they're large or whether they're small, you have authority over them through the name of Jesus as a believer. So don't be afraid of them. They're fallen beings and will never change from being a fallen being. You were born a fallen being and can change back into a redeemed being through Jesus Christ who came to undo the curse, not on Satan and not on demons, but to undo the curse that mankind fell into when Adam and Eve fell. And so because of them, a curse went throughout all of nature, went throughout the entire world, through the entire earth, went into the dust of the ground and everything made of dust received the curse. So unlike Satan and unlike demons, we are redeemed. Man is a fallen being because of what Adam did, but man fell of his own will just like Adam did, and just like Eve did, but like the demons did. Adam tried to be like God. Adam brought down many, but through redemption from heaven, we can be brought back out to where we used to be, what God has called us to be as born again believers. It comes back to this. Think about this. If you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have an opportunity today to do so. I can't guarantee tomorrow. God can't guarantee tomorrow. But you know what? You can guarantee right now. Right now, you have a chance. In fact, today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. If you're watching this broadcast, I want you to understand you have been brought down to where you are because first of all, of Satan's fall, then Adam's fall. But you can undo both of those by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And that is that uh, Lucifer will never come back to what he used to be. Adam and Eve did accept the Lord. 
And that's wonderful, but it comes down today to you that you can undo even the curse that Adam put on you. And that's by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus came to show exactly what a sin is, what Lucifer is, what rebellion is, what Satan is, but he also came to show who he is. He is the redeemer of all that Satan has done in this earth. And one day, everything that Satan has done will be completely undone and we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ forever and forever. What is the means of eternal life? If you've never accepted Jesus as your savior and as the Lord of your life, just open up your heart and say, Father, I received Jesus into my life. I've made a mess in my life, but I want him to straighten it out. And open up your heart and simply say, Jesus, I accept you as my savior, and I accept you as the Lord of my life. And the moment that happens, you have received eternal life. And so would you write me, let me know, contact me through the website and tell me, I accepted Jesus Christ today. Have a great day. See you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.